Hey everybody, welcome to season three of the Dead Puck Podcast. We're finally back. We took, I guess, uh, an extended break throughout the summer. There wasn't a lot going <laughs> Did on. Did we ever take one? <laughs> yeah, the last episode was the end of July, so. Yeah, we've been busy. But I can't say a whole lot has happened, at least oh. in the hockey world, so. Oh. Um, I mean, other than contract signings and people waiting a really long time to sign contracts, that's about it. That's Pretty much, yeah. Nothing else has really happened. I'm not going to lie, this preseason is way too long. Like, the Oilers yeah. are playing their eighth preseason game tonight, which is right? three too many, I think. I think I'm getting really sick of seeing, like... I do like seeing the halves are, like, 0-5-1 or something like that in the preseason. But seeing, like, the Tampa Bay Lightning be 0-4-0 in the preseason <laughs> really throws me for a curveball. Or Vancouver is, like, 1-5. Oh, they're not just they're just not good. It's getting kind of silly too when they have legitimate regular season games being played. Literally today. On the same day as <laughs> half the league is doing preseason games. I don't get it. We're within we're under a week now. I think we're five days away from technically the rest of the NHL starting. Yeah, I think the official kickoff is like Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, something always... like that. And it kicks off with the Leafs versus somebody. I think there's a Lightning Rangers game and Leaf game. maybe, yeah, there might be a Leafs game. In the Leafs somewhere. versus Montreal, I think, on Wednesday. I'm certain. I know the Oilers take on the Canucks in game one. On... Yes, sir. Next Wednesday. The Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we didn't end up doing this. This is, well, this is going to be our season preview, so. And the season can't start with her preview, even though it's the day of the actual opening of the season. I don't know. <laughs> Predators are going to the cup final. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like Ben said, we're just going to kind of do like a brief preview because I think if we were to spend too much time on every single team, we'd be here like all day. So A very long time. <laughs> so I thought maybe... Do you guys want to start in the west or start in the east? And then we can just kind of work our way work our way over. I'll start in the east. We'll go east first. Start in the east? Yeah. All right. Let's start with the uh we'll start with the metro. Um so last year we had the Hurricanes, the Rangers, and the Penguins um as the top teams in that division. Um no wildcard teams coming out of that division. Or sorry, the Capitals did. So, what do you guys think? Personally, I don't have any changes, really, in the top three. I, I think it's still the Hurricanes, Rangers, and Penguins. I have uh, one change. Go ahead, Nick. Go. I, have, I was going to say, I only have one change. It's probably the same as you, Ben. I have, um, I have Washington slipping out. Two. And then either... Ugh, I've been going back and forth on whether it'll be the Islanders or the Blue Jackets. I don't know. I think I just think the Islanders had such a bad start that it kind of ruined their season last year. And I just think like yeah, the Capitals got Kemper, but they're not gonna have Backstrom for is it a while or is it the entire year? It I don't think there's like a confirmed timeline yet, but it's it's not soon. Yeah. And I just don't know if like I I'm there's a lot of people saying that Kemper's not as good of a goalie as he actually is. 
But if you look at his numbers when he was in Arizona, like, holy crap, that team was absolutely horrible. But he had like a 918 save percentage in his time with the Coyotes, which is really good considering how bad that team was. But I just don't see the Islanders being out of the playoffs again. Like, yes, the Capitals still have Ovechkin, they still have Oshie, they still have pretty much their core outside of Backstrom, but I just don't I don't see the Islanders missing the playoffs again like they did last year. I just think they had such a bad start that that won't really happen again. So I think it'll be pretty close. Like, I think it'll be like the, the Western Conference kind of race where it was like Vancouver, uh, Vegas, and like Nashville. But I think the Islanders will eventually push out the Capitals for the last spot. But then... I agree completely. Um, I, I think I think they're going to kind of flip-flop in the top four, top mm-hmm. three. Have the Rangers actually winning the division. Um, and the Hurricanes and the Penguins. I mean, the Penguins are still in third, but I think I think the Islanders are a better team Nick was saying with the beginning of their season last year, they started their first 15 games on the road because they didn't have an arena. Yeah. So now having a brand new arena that they played in this past year, Lou didn't really make any changes, though. Other than he, just, he just locked up. He just, Barzell, sorry. He just, yeah. he just locked up the guys he needed to lock up. So Which, good on him. I still think the Devon Tabes trade is probably one of Lou's First trades he's ever made in his time as a NHL uh, general manager. Yeah, but, that one's rough. It's bad. And I'm also just going through cap friendly here on Washington. And uh, so it's just we're talking about this season, but next season they only have one defenseman signed. Yep. For all UFAs and one RFA. This is kind of like a do or die season, Washington as well, really. I think Washington's only keeping it together for Ovi to get the goal record, and then as soon as because as soon as Ovi gets the goal record, he's done. And then oh, easily once he's, he's done, done the caps are done. So yeah, that sounds terrible. Sorry, well, any Washington I mean, Capitals fans. No, but like, I mean yeah, like you're done. it's over. Well, that folding. that era is over. Like they're folding. Well, maybe not that drastic. <laughs> they're moving to Baltimore. So it's funny you guys <laughs> mentioned the Islanders because I personally have them like. I have the Flyers at the bottom of the division. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I think easy consensus. I, but I have the the Islanders kind of towards the bottom as well, just because, like you said, I, they didn't do anything in the offseason except for trading for um, Alex Romanov. Um, I just think there's a lot of questions there. I don't know if Barzell is as good as that contract. He's not. Um. And like their support players, like Anthony Beauvillier and um, Kyle Palmieri, they were not good last year. Um, so like it, it just surprises me that Lou didn't really do anything. Considering, I think there's moves to be made for this team, and they're kind of in like a weird middle of the pack, awkward position where they're not making the playoffs, but they're also not like getting good draft picks. So they're just kind of like stuck. Do you have really good goaltending? Yeah, and I was going to say, that's the one thing that could kind of... Like, he could be the Shesterkin of this year, where he 
kind of carries a team a little bit higher than maybe they maybe you would have expected them to be. He's kind of the X factor. Sorokin. Sorokin, yeah. Like um, what I meant, yeah. like he could be like what Shesterkin was for the Rangers last year. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like he could. They have a lot of players on the Islanders that are signed to six to five to seven million dollar deals. They're okay. They're like Anders Lee, their captain, Brock Nelson, Bailey, JG Pajot, um, and Kyle Palmieri. I'll throw him in there too. Uh, they're kind of like mediocre players. Like they're, in the lack of the term, they're almost done. But they're somehow they manage to put all their. They, they contribute to the team, but they don't really have too many young guys that are going to probably step up. Like, um, yeah, they need Wallstrom to. Yeah, they need Kiefer Bellows to be better too. Yeah. They don't really have too many. Because that's an old team. Like, yeah. that's Zach Parise for seven fifty. So, yeah, it's a very old team, and it doesn't well, seem like there's a lot of changing. Yeah, I, I'm no, still I'm... having them. They might, they might show up. I still pick them as my fourth team, as my wildcard team. So, I'll stick with my guns. Uh, Dylan, you talked to like the that Lou didn't really do anything. What would he have done if he changed anything at all? Because like Ben just said, those some of those contracts are kind of if, if you're gonna move on from like a Josh Bailey or a Kyle Palmieri or a JG Pajot, one of those guys making like mid level money that isn't really worth it, like. What are they really going to get back for it? Like, I know they can get like draft capital, but then they're a, a worse team right now. So, like, are you thinking they just trade those guys that have like those mid, those like mediocre contracts that aren't that they're not going to live up to it? And then, yeah, just like, get I think draft an example of that could be like they have Simeon Varlamov, who I think he's got a year left at five million. I'm sure they could find a team there if they retained maybe a million or two. That could take him on, and they could probably get a couple decent draft picks for that. Um, like, I don't think they needed an entire shakeup because, like you said, they kind of got off to a shit start with the the COVID schedule. Um, but considering how disappointing their year was, it's surprising to me that they didn't make any changes. I mean, they do have Sebastian Ajo, but he's a defenseman. He's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They have a very interesting roster, but I do think... I mean, we keep... I keep going back to is the fact that they made it to the... Um, champion... Yeah, like, to the Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals for back-to-back years. And had the same roster like there's no difference between the roster um yeah i think that's just uh that's what keeps getting me and i do my my sleeper i believe dylan's sleeper as well is new jersey yeah i i think new jersey i have them kind of as that surprise team that could maybe take a wild card spot i, I like that young core that they have i think yeah. hughes is going to take the next step he sure brought um 
Alexander Holtz. Yeah. The big thing is Holtz ending with them. Yes. Which, I mean, they do have Vanacek now. He's still kind of unproven. Um, I think he's still pretty unproven, but this might be his chance to show off a bit. Yeah, worth be worth his three point four million dollars a year contract, and or at least hope that the Blackwood can kind of rebound. Push the Devils a bit farther. Um, they have a really young, really young core, which is awesome to see. Their average age is twenty five. So, yeah, they're a young team. One, I also I also really like the additions that they made this offseason. Like they got Andre Palat. I mean, yeah, it's six million dollars for what is it, four more years? Five more years? One, two, three, four. Yeah, five five more years. But he's still like he's not he's not gonna be like put on the ice to put up like a shit ton of points. Like he's he's not really that guy. He's just like a steady a steady guy that'll get you maybe just under a point per game. Maybe like if he if he get them like 65 to 75 points. I think they'd be happy with that. He's also he's 31 years old, so he's, it's not like he's a young guy. So it's not like he's gonna continue to get better. And then like you guys just talked about with Vitek Vanacek, maybe maybe a change of scenery. He'll turn into like an actual a decent starting goalie, and not just like a a guy that you can throw in for 30-ish games, and he'll win you um, a majority of them. Also, he got selected in the expansion draft with Seattle, mm-hmm. and then they got they traded him back to Washington. And then, literally for the exact the same Devils. thing. He's they been literally... moved three times in like a year and a half. Yeah. So, I think a permanent spot right now would probably be the best for him, in my opinion. Also, you got. You know, P.K. Subin off your books for a bit since he's retired. Uh, they signed the best second-line center in all of our I was teams. just going to say that. Um, oh, they, tr- they traded him. They traded they him traded, for... Uh, traded for him. They traded uh, Hang on. Look it up I'll, I'll get it. Um, I still am never going to get over that take. Oh, he's the best second-line center in the whole NHL. <laughs> but you got your... Fucking mouth. Oh, he got traded for Pavel Zaka. One for one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's right. Pavel Zaka, he's supposed to be good. They've been saying I that think this was mentioned in, in our last podcast of the year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think the Devils, Dylan thinks the Devils, a good sleeper. Um, Nick, think... do you have any sort of sleeper? Well, like, I, I already said that I think the Islanders will make it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Columbus kind of finds their way. Like, they made, they they got Johnny Goudreau in the offseason. They re-signed Patrick Lyonne. Like, other than that, though, I don't really think they've changed much. But, like, I could honestly see them, like, maybe Corpus Allo or, uh, oh, I always forget Merzlinkins. the other one. Yeah, Mers Lincolns, maybe one of them. Steps up and is the actual starter, and it's not just a one A one B anymore. But 
got uh, the two young guys, Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson, too. Yes, oh, I got so I got Ken I got Ken Johnson on my fantasy team. I think Ken Johnson's going to step it up. I think he's going to be Johnny Goudreau's favorite person. Oh yeah. Um, I I kind of wanted to put Columbus in there, but Ken, they also just got a new coach. Yeah. I don't know what they're. Really, just don't know what they're about yet. I'm really sure what their identity is. They got they signed Line A, got Goudreau, got a couple young prospects like Chinikov too, or Chinikov, Dillinger, and Johnson. Three high level prospects. They have good goaltending. Defense is pretty good too, other than um, I know they have Wierenski for locked up for a long time. They yeah, got it's good, a good Branson for a long time too. God, that contract too. Oh my god. One like we, we one bought or two for size. Four years, four million dollars. They need a centerman, and I, I think what Nick was going to say, they need a couple defensemen, and this team is is a playoff team. I think they need a better fucking first line center than Boone Jenner. Like, yeah. are you they kidding need a couple me? Centers. <laughs> they need like that. They need like the one A. Like they Talk really about Sean Corrales, their other center. They like yeah, they have Sean Corral and they have Cole Cylinder and they have Jack Rosslick, but these guys are way too young and they're not experienced enough. They need like they really should have tried to go after Kadri if they could have, if Cap would have allowed them to. Because I think he would have been a really good fit with this team, but obviously he went to Calgary. So that's fine. I yeah, think also, it's like Alexander Texier just left for Switzerland. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're outside of like, outside of Goudreau, Line, and like Kent Johnson, and maybe, maybe Nyquist. Like their wingers are not that great either. Like obviously they have the they have like the top guys, but they they might have struggled with depth scoring unless unless like Cylinder or Corrali can carry the bottom six. Um, it actually, on Cap Friendly, it says Alexander Texier is in Substance Abuse and Behavioral Health Program. Interesting. Oh, yeah! I do remember reading that. I yeah, never read I anything that. about that, so that's a bit of a surprise to me. I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, okay. I just remember him saying, I'm going to play in Switzerland this year. Maybe closer to family, because I'm fairly certain he's French. So, uh, I think so. All of our picks seem fairly close to each other. It just seems like a little bunch of jumping in the division. I think, um, I just want to say one thing. I think um, Carolina is going to be the Florida this year from last year. I think they'll do really well in the regular season and then very, like, very much underperform in the playoffs. Like President's tro- the President's Trophy curse. I think that's You were going to say President's Choice, weren't you? No, was, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the fuck? Get out of here. No, I was going to say a President's <laughs> Trophy. I was going to say, like, they're going to do what Florida did last year and what happens to, like, every President's Trophy winners. Like, they, they just don't... They either don't go far or they just don't win the Cup. I think the problem with them is they... Not problem, but, like, the missing piece for them is, like, 
an elite elite forward like aho and svechnikov are really good like point per game players but like they're missing that like that guy that like um like in tampa they have kucherov and stamkos in um, colorado you got um mckinnon and uh randman like these kind of game-breaking guys who can put up 100 points, something like that. It also, doesn't, in Carolina. it also doesn't help that they lost Nino Niederreiter this offseason. Yeah. Who scored a goal today? I think Carolina, too, Freddie needs to be healthy. Can't just be healthy the entire regular season, and then, but that's typical because I know Freddie Anderson from the Leafs where he won't tell you, won't say anything about injury that he has. So just play through it and make it worse. And it kind of screwed them for the playoff run. With, uh, really having a qualified backup. If something happened, like that young Russian goalie that they ended it up wasn't, having. Yeah, it wasn't Ranta hurt too. So they were yes. down to their like third guy. Yeah, they're really the So that's what he does. And he really needs to... If I'm Carolina, you need to either find like a really good third. <laughs> my opinion. Good luck. Okay. Um, Michael Hutchinson's always available, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think they stay healthy. It's all about being healthy, but especially their goaltending because they do have the forwards, have defensemen, have really good defensemen that uh, step up. Hopefully, Matt Spacioretti can come back and be a force for them. I was I forgot to mention if I think Brent Burns is like gonna I don't want to say revitalize his career, but I think he's gonna go back to like when San Jose was like in the Stanley Cup final. I think he'll go back to those days because he's obviously not he's not gonna be asked to do as much as he had to in San Jose. So I think like the kind of the kind of pressure will be off of him and he'll just be able to kind of play how he wants to play. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. I really am high on Brent Burns this year on Carolina. If he can get back to his 2016-17 season where he had 29 goals and 47 assists. Well, hopefully he'd be uh, on 76 that top, points in 82 games. That's pretty good. Hope, hopefully he would be on that power play one. I would think you'd think he'd be on the power play one and the at the quarterback position. Yeah, he would definitely be there. And, I mean, when you look back at 2015-16 when he made it to the finals, he played 24 games, he had 24 points. Exactly. He was a point per game. Ridiculous. Seven goals, 17 assists. The plus and 11. If you, if you look at Carolina's, I think I was looking at it last night, like in the 14 playoff games that they played, I think Svechnikov only had like one goal. He was very in the quiet. playoffs. Well, he's like he's your goal scorer, like he's your guy. You pay him seven point seven. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a very interesting tight division. Yeah, like obviously, besides like the Flyers, I think like the from seven to four is gonna be like close when the standings are all said and done. Obviously, we don't know if injuries are going to happen because that's just, that's going to happen regardless. But, like, 
just looking at it right now, I definitely can see four to seven being like a pretty close fight. Like I'm not saying within single digit points, but like at the end of the year, it's not going to be like New Jersey at 63 and the, and the Islanders at 84 or the, or the Capitals at a hundred. It'll be like 70, like 70 to 75 for whoever's like the seventh team. And then like the fourth will be like probably 90 to 95 really depending it's it's gonna be a lot closer than we think yeah might be only be it might only be between two points or one point that separates them going into the final kind of like how dallas and uh the predators were at the end yeah i can definitely see that um we move on to the atlantic Yes. Our takes on my favorite division in hockey. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll start first then. Uh, <laughs> have the Leafs taking the division this year. Uh, Leafs, Lightning, Bruins, Panthers. Have yeah, the Panthers hanging on for going. like dear life. Your life, because the I Red got Wings... the Panthers in third. Okay. Over the. The Bruins. Over the Bruins, yeah. Okay. I have the Red Wings and the Sabers. Really close to that division, that that wild card spot. Because I don't know, like they signed, like the Sabers are good. Red Wings have two of the best prospects. Now NHLers in the in the NHL. Um, Insider and Raymond. They picked up... I'm talking about the Red Wings here. They picked up some crazy assets this year. Yeah, they got Cop and Perron. Oh, those those two are going to be phenomenal for that team. And Ben Chirot. And who's that? That, that, that's bad, I'm sorry. That, that was a bad contract that Ben Chirot got. That's horrible. He's, yeah, he's making, one of your best. He's one of your best defensemen now, other than Sider. He's, he's making four point seven five until twenty twenty six. That's and he's thirty one. Like that's an end of the career deal. That's ridiculous. So, their top six are so freaking good, and then all of a sudden their bottom six are like not that great. Like yeah, they got Philip Zadina and. Uh, Dominic Kubelik, but then after that, it's like, who the hell are any of these guys? <laughs> yeah, Adam Ernie. So, again, they're still a building, still building towards a playoff run, but I have a feeling that they can surprise a lot of people. Same with Buffalo. Oh, shit. Uh, so, have you seen, before you leave the Red Wings, that kid who's like 6'9 um, forward yeah. who just dangles everybody. <laughs> like, I just heard about that today. I can't remember his name now, but I'm gonna look it up quickly. I'm forgetting his name as well. But he's basically uh, Michael like, Rasmussen. No, no, Oscar. it's like it's like a Swedish sounding name. Oscar Sundquist. I'm gonna pull it up right now. His name is El Elmer Soderblom. Yeah, I think it's him. And he's like he's like six foot eight. He looks like Chara, but he's a forward, like with hands. I think he plays for Columbus. 
No, he was okay. at the Red Wings like was prospect. He? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I was gonna say if you're, talking about, okay. if you're talking about that guy, then he's only, he's only six six. He's like two or three. He's not that big. But if you see him skating out there and he's bodying guys, just protecting the puck, it looks like a creative player. (laughs) Awesome. I know, like I'm, I'm getting pretty worried that Detroit can turn back into one of the best teams that will never miss the playoffs ever again. We're also forgetting that they have two really good young goalies, Nadalgovich and Huso. Now that could be a really scary one A one B role. Nadalgovich was not good last year, though. He wasn't good last, last year. year at all. But like, like I just don't see him having another year like that. I just feel like the this team is so much better now compared to last year. And then he's also probably not going to need to obviously play as much now that he has Huso there to take the workload off of him so maybe he'll have more quality starts because like he did play 59 games last year that's that's a fair bit for him and having having come from carolina where he had freddie anderson and and guys like that in front of him only playing probably like 25 games maybe so he more than doubled it so i have anybody in this division though my opinion can really take over that top spot, except for Montreal uh, and Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa lost their goalie, so yeah, I'm kind of pushing them down too. I still, I'm season. not as high. I'm really not as high on Ottawa as other people are. Like, yeah, they made some really good additions this this off season, and they're gonna get their injured young guys back. But their defense and goaltending are so. So, like, That's their like, defense is, like, decent. Their defense is okay. Like, obviously, they have Shabbat, and they have Zub, and they got a couple younger guys, but their goaltending is so bad now that uh, Cam Talbot's hurt. Like, I know it's not for a long time, but, like, still, they could start off really bad and not recover like the Islanders did last year. Like, Anton I... Forsberg wasn't bad last year when he played uh, when Murray was out. But he's like, no not, longer I'm on the team. I'm not as worried. What? Is it Forsberg or is it there's somebody else now? No, it's Anton Forsberg. It was Anton Forsberg and Cam Talbot, but now Cam Talbot's hurt, so whoever their third string is. It's like Ho- Hogberg or something like that. It's Hel- oh, Hoberg? Yeah. Hoberg. <laughs> I knew it was something Berg. But I'm not, I'm not as worried about that. Like, I don't think they'll be as good as... Like, people have them pegged to, like, snag a division spot. Yeah, I can't see them passing Florida or Tampa. I don't. I don't see them passing anyone to the point where they even make. Where they're even like playoff locks. Like, yeah, their top six is so good, and they're gonna score a ton of. They're probably gonna score a ton of goals with that top six, but that doesn't really make up for their defense being super, like mediocre, and then their goaltending now that. Uh, um, also, we were wrong. It was Helberg, not Hoberg. For their... Is it Helberg? It's Helberg. Magnus Helberg. Yeah, I, I thought it was Hoberg for some reason. I'm wrong. But yeah. Just insert I mean, another Swedish goalie in there. Yeah, really. But like, I, I just don't think that their offense can make up for their lack of defensive depth and goaltending. Like, they're, they're very mediocre goaltending. I just don't think their offense can make up for it. 
Yeah, I got like, the lead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like Travis Hamnick as your second defenseman. Like, are you kidding me? That no, they're not. No, unless they trade for somebody, unless they got like Chikrin and they trade freaking Shane Pinto, which apparently that's what Arizona would want back in a Jacob Chikrin trade. They're they start with Shane Pinto. Like, okay, that's not happening. No, I think the Sens, like, they're set up really well, like you said. Like, that top six is, is scary. I think Tim Stutzel is going to have a good year playing with DeBrincat. Um, But, yeah, there's some questions in the in that defense, for sure. What are your picks for the division? Hey, mine's pretty similar to yours, Ben. I had I got Toronto winning it. I don't really think anyone else can really compete at the same level as Toronto can for the top spot, but I, I got Toronto, Tampa. I just have Florida at third and Boston at fourth. And so me and you flip-flop uh, fourth and third. I do see Detroit being that fifth team, and then Buffalo would be sixth, and then I would still have Ottawa, Montreal at seven and eight. I just don't... I, I feel like with Buffalo, it's the same thing as Ottawa. Like, their forward depth is... or Their, their top six is pretty good. It's just their goal thing and defense is going to hold them back, I feel like. So it's the exact same thing as Ottawa, except, like, Ottawa obviously has, like, a more lethal top six. But I feel like it's like a... It's like a poor man's version of Ottawa. But... I don't know. Yeah, we all... We Craig Anderson again. Like, yeah, yeah, like... You just wonder... Craig Anderson in twenty, what was it, sixteen when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, yeah, that would be that'd be great. But it's twenty, it'll be twenty twenty three, and he's like what, like forty something, like forty two or forty three. Yeah. That can't, so, that cannot be your starting goalie right now. They well, need to find someone younger who can who can grow with their core. And I think Devin Levi. I think is their prospect moving forward that they got from Florida. Oh, he's Florida. still he's still a little bit away. Yeah. From he's a, like they do have Tukarski and just recycling the bin of. They got Eric Comrie. It says as their as their back. Goodness. I mean that's still better than what we're going to talk about with Vegas. So. Here. I really okay. think like if they could. If they could get a goalie like the Detroit goalies, like they could get like a Nendelkovic or a Huso, I think they would be in such a better position. Obviously, like a mid, like a mid twenties goalie who's a, who's uh, had some decent success already, but could be a lot better. I just think if they had a goalie like that, I think they would be even closer to on the right track to actually putting up a fight for a playoff spot. I just don't think they're there yet. Yeah, my picks are the same as Nick's. Um, yeah, I got the Bruins in fourth, but I'm skeptical on them just because like Marshawn is out for a good chunk to start the season. Same with McAvoy, and it just seems like that core is starting to to age a bit. Brought but, back Krejci. Yeah, they brought back Krejci, but who knows? Like, who knows what he has left? Bergeron, how many years does he have left? Like Bergeron could come in and be like a point per game guy still, or what his seventeenth Selkie. Even if he doesn't even get the yeah. same points, or he's gonna get the Selkie again. 
a pity Selkie. But the rest of the team, to me, is just kind of meh. Like, they don't have Hall to start the year. So they're relying on, like, Zaka and um, DeBrusque in the top they, six. They are, right now, they're literally like a walking hospital. Like, yeah. they got, they got, oh. like, Marchand's out for a while. McAvoy's out for a while. Grizzlick's out. Taylor Hall's out. Like, these are not, like, third or fourth line guys. This is literally Those one of their top point getters. Man. Their best defenseman, another depth defenseman, and a and a decent top six winger. Like these aren't just nobodies. These are some of their top guys and they're, they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle really bad at the beginning of the season without those guys. They're going to need to rely so, really heavily on those low, on those lesser guys. Also, Pasternak's not happy with the franchise. Yeah. My allegedly. Guys, allegedly not happy with the franchise. Allegedly. If the Bruins, like if they get off to, I think it just depends on how they start and that kind of, directs where the organization goes because if they get off to a good start and they're able to kind of get through these injuries and make another playoff run or whatever then like that's great that's a last dance for the 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 Krejci, Marchand and um, Bergeron. Bergeron group but if they come out of the gates and it's just a complete stinker like okay, okay then done. yeah you find a way to move Pasternak get something back for that um you know, I don't think they they try and move Bergeron or or Marchand, but I think that kind of gives them an idea of like, okay, maybe this is Bergeron's last year. I mean, like if you think about it, like exa- like from last year, you got two prime examples of t- of two teams starting off absolutely crap, and then they actually make a change or they just start playing better, and it's still not enough. Like, look at the Canucks last year; they start off absolutely horrible and then all of a sudden boom they changed coaching they changed management and they were from the time the they changed coaching staff and management to the end of the year they were like a top five team in the nhl and that was, still was not enough to make the playoffs and then like we talked about earlier the islanders they had such a bad start and then they started playing better after they came back from their road trip still wasn't enough to make the playoffs so yeah i definitely agree with you, Dylan, if they get off to a really bad start, I don't see them coming back and having like a last dance playoff run. Not even close. Yeah. Like, I think depending on where they find themselves in those first 20 games, they got to make a decision because you got to get something for Pasternak if you're going to move him like at the deadline or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of good starts, I was going to say too, like, I think we all have the Leafs pegged as the number one team. And like, I think that's where the Leafs have to be. um, If they want to like have a good chance of coming out of the, the first round because they, they like, they can't afford to find themselves in like second or third spot and be facing like the lightning again. Yeah. Then it'd be the Um, same thing as last year all over again. Their best chance is to win out that division and take on a wild card team. Like, who knows Boston possibly or or, oh my or, God. or a team coming over from the from the metro? Well, maybe it is Boston. They slay the. Uh, it's team gonna be it. Boston if it's if they're gonna win. It's gonna be Boston, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, look who we're playing against. We're playing against Krejci. Zadano's oh gonna be in the stands." I literally just saw like hex magic on us. I saw Lucic is gonna come back. They're gonna trade for Lucic. I and, saw. Uh, 
I saw I saw Ben's life flash before his eyes when you said that, Dylan. I'm like, crap. <laughs> uh, no, but annoying. like I think that's that's you know Toronto's. I mean? Toronto has to get off to a good start because they gotta win that division. I have to say, this Matt Murray preseason time has been pretty nuts. I'm kind of shocked at how he's a, have you seen him in the net? I honestly haven't seen any highlights. He's a brick him. wall. Like he's he's so much bigger than the net. He's just mon- he's he's massive. I saw his like headshot. Like it looks fake. Photos. Yeah, he looks like a, a looks like, like a, Andre Vasilevsky in that. It looks like they pulled him off the streets or something. Yeah. <laughs> they puffed him full of air, and then he's just like he stands there like his shoulders are his his elbows are higher than his shoulders half the time. Yeah, I true opinion on why I picked the Leafs is because this is it. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Dubas did not get another contract. They have not talked about his contract being renewed because they have to evaluate him now. It's an evaluation season. And that's it. That's all I can say about the Leafs. They have to they have to minimum make it past the first round. And Even possibly then, win the second. Yeah, I was gonna say like you need to just win like winning, three rounds. Winning Two a round is, is good, but like the way that this team is built, that's still like not enough. Like this should be a team yeah. making the conference finals. And I think this is this is like I don't know, I feel like we say this every year, but like this is a year where I think they could do it. I don't know if the lightning are gonna be I think they're on the tail end of this. I hope so. Well, like, there aren't too many pieces left of that core. Like, yeah, but they're still lost... there. They still do stuff. <laughs> I know. They literally got they still... like, one of the best goalies ever in net. <laughs> they still... I'm trying to find the hope for you. <laughs> no, they like, still have... One of the best like... defensemen in the league. The Panthers blew up their team this year. They're not going to be 120 points. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about them. They're terrible. Was... The Bruins are our oldest well, they're shit. Ter- now, so they're they're not terrible? Gonna... <laughs> Panthers? No, I wouldn't call them. No, I didn't. I didn't say they're terrible, but like they're not going to be. Traded two of their best players team. away for a twenty-four-year-old. That twenty-four-year-old just put up one hundred and sixteen points. I'm not saying he's worth giving up. Freaking Huberto and fucking Weger as well. That Weger contract, though, holy shit! That thing, yeah. that looks really good. Contract. Eight years, six point seven five. Talk for about a... the Flames in a second. Oh here. man. That's a good contract. Um, Holy crap. I don't think the Panthers are in sniffing the second round this year. See, the Panthers are definitely not going to be as good as they were last year, but I think you're thinking that they're just going to fall off a fucking cliff and barely make the playoffs. I don't see that really happening. I just don't. They, they Yeah, they gave up Huberto and they gave up Uyghur and they only got Matthew Kachuk back. They, they lost, have no picks for the future. They lost Sherrod, which who gives a shit? They lost, they lost uh, Giroux, which that they sucks. They have nobody on their power play other than Barkov and Kachuk. They got, are you freaking nuts? They yeah, got Aaron Ekblad, who's still a decent defenseman in this league. He was also hurt for the last bit of the year. They got Sam Reinhardt. He's still decent. They got Anthony Duclair. He's still decent. Like, he's hurt. I, he's hurt. He's, you're, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's hurt, but he will be back. <laughs> like, Jesus. You, and they still and they have Anton Lundell, who's a great young center. Oh, you guys are. I'm really happy. Rudolph's Balsers. That's a great name. Oh man. Or E2 Lester. 
<laughs> this must be a preseason lineup. This so. is definitely a preseason line. What the hell are these lines? We already <laughs> talked about it this past week where this past the last podcast where we went through what they've given up in the last year. Yeah. Yeah, they've so, spent a lot. Yeah, they got Carter Verhage as well. Carter. Carter Verhage. They lost Mason Marshman to Dallas. Oh, that was bullshit. So, yeah, like, you, you, tell me, you tell me how good they're going to be in, like, 20 games, okay? We'll see. They'll be fine. They'll be, no, like, I, not gonna... I don't they'll think... Be, they'll be hovering at the three to four place. They'll be hovering at the wild card spot. That's all I'm putting them at, so... Yeah, they'll be hovering at the high point of that wild card. Like they'll be like, they'll. I don't think they'll be pushing for. Ben, I think you're nuts for saying that. that you guys they, all picked the Leafs to win the. the <laughs> so. Because they were all crazy. Right now, so. right now, they look like the best team in that division, and, and it's really not that close, to be honest. Like, yeah, maybe Tampa is close, but. Not like oh, it's like neck and neck. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Tampa Bay always has really mediocre, um, like regular seasons, unless it was the year where they lost in the first round to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then look what happened there. They were the top team in the whole league, and then they got the shit kicked out of them in the first round. So maybe they're like, oh, we're not going to try hard, but we're going to make the playoffs. And then when the playoffs happen. Then we're gonna try and actually win games, like actually all the games, not just some. But like Toronto's gonna probably gonna put up what Florida did, like 120 points in the regular season, and then like they like what Dylan said, they kind of have to because they can't play a Tampa or even a Boston in the first round if like if one of them is like two or three or whatever the order is, they wouldn't make that happen because then they're they're screwed. They're completely screwed. If they play another, if they play Tampa in the first round again, or they play Boston in the first round again, they're completely screwed. They need to be the top team so that they get the worst of that division, or the worst in the wild card. Yeah, because if they win out even like the conference, if they were to to like beat out the Hurricanes or the Rangers, then they would probably face like. If it's like the Capitals team or something, or the Capitals, the Devils. Like just yeah, squeak, <laughs> squeak into the yeah, literally. That's the like I completely agree with Dylan. I think that's their own. That's like their best case scenario is like they've they win out the division and they win out the conference and then they play like a team that's crawling into the playoffs and then they just shit kick them mm-hmm. and then they oh, go yeah, into the second round. Them, all right. Kind of like they're like, supposed to against Montreal. You know, like since they're supposed to shit kick Columbus, they're supposed to Montreal. Shit kick Montreal, though. they're supposed to shit kick Tampa, even though they were the favorites last year against Tampa. They still lost. Do I have to go through everything were, again? I don't want to. You know, no if Toronto chance that they're going to shit kick Tampa, no if, fucking chance. If Toronto beat Tampa in that series, Toronto would have gone to the. Conference yeah, Toronto would have gone to the final if they beat Tampa. There was yes, no way Florida was beating them or Carol. No, Rangers. No way the Rangers are going to beat them. No way. We didn't talk about the Rangers in the last one. That's what Not mean. really. I don't need to talk about the Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers are going to be good. They got they got Shesterk and they kept most of their guys. Like they yeah they let Cop go and but they still have, they pretty much still have their core guys and they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be at the top of the division whether they're mm-hmm. at the top or second. For what it's worth, um, just through some of my like research the other day. Um, like 
a lot of the, I don't know what you call them, analytics experts, the guys at like the athletic and uh, evolving hockey, they have them actually like slotted in like the third or fourth spot in that division because they all think Igor is going to regress because his season last year was like was kind so of a, a once in a career season and that that's a top heavy team kind of being carried by Igor. And they I also, don't necessarily agree with that. I think they I mean, are a good team, but I don't think that Chris Kreider is going to score 50 again. Oh, hell no. no. That was a career year for him. That's I don't not think Aaron's going to score. I think Panera needs to step his game up. I don't think he played very well last year. Same, I honestly think same as Zibanejad as well. I think Zibanejad played. He's the only one to show up in the playoffs. He the playoffs. He showed up big time for sure. That's Jimmy Kreider, and then the kid line was actually pretty good in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, Lafreniere, that line was. Yeah, that line was really Hoppo good. and Heedle. Yeah, I I'm hope they keep that the line. other guy that now plays for Ottawa. So I'm not going to talk about that. Managed to get a goal in like two games that he played. But here's the here's the other problem though. They may burn Shesterkin out, and it may be another UC Sorrow situation where they burn out their goal and he gets injured at the back at the end of the regular season because their backup right now is Yaroslav Halak. And I can tell you <laughs> from personal experience with Yaroslav Halak being your backup goalie, that is not a good backup goalie to have. We went to Avalanche. That's pretty. Yeah, Gorgiev. He's out of there. Yeah, let's move and on to the West. Finally, I was just gonna say they finally traded Krasov or was Krasov? No, they traded Niels Lundqvist. Lundqvist, that's who they traded. Finally, for a tech, like for a first rounder. Yeah, it was actually it was actually a decent trade. Like I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we'll he's, he's, gonna be, he, he's gonna be really good. Well, yeah, we're gonna go to the West. We're gonna go to the Pacific, and then I'll just let Dylan and talk because they're both have teams my picks are others flames kings and canucks yeah i got the the same thing so then i'll, I'll just put my sleepers out there i think the anaheim ducks and the sharks could just somehow push the canucks Get out of the, the last spot. Out of here. No <laughs> and that's yeah, what i'm just gonna sit here and, i'm just gonna sit here and you did so, not just. I say picked the, the Oilers, Flames, Kings, and Canucks. Those are my picks. You guys go. You at did it. not just say the Canucks or not the Canucks. The Sharks are gonna be a sleeper. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I disagree. Like the Sharks. If anything, I feel like Seattle would be a better pick than the Sharks to be a sleeper team. To be honest, because they got some good young guys coming up. Like they always say, they got Manny Beniers, who's actually playing with them this year, and they got. Um, they just drafted uh, what's his face, Shane Wright, right. and he could be like, "Oh, I'm gonna prove you, like assholes, wrong for not picking me first, second, or third. They got Beniers penciled in as like the f- top, like the number one centerman too in Seattle. I don't think that's actually what it's gonna be, though. I feel like it's gonna be uh, Jeremy Can as a starter, as like the one center. Uh, I don't know. I just think the Sharks could not pull it out there. So long season. So I'm just not. Clearly, sure. you don't pay attention to the West at all. I need to pay attention to the West. <laughs> That's why you have us. My concern <laughs> with the Sharks is like 
I, I don't really know what they're doing because it's like they're trying to rebuild, but they're also not. And when you have teams like Chicago and Philly who are like, like they're intentionally um, tanking. tanking. Yeah. And it's like the Sharks are putting themselves in a position where they're not bad enough to be like the top lottery team, but they're also not good enough for the playoffs, which I think is like the worst spot to be. Especially when you have a draft that is supposed to be like pretty deep coming up. Kind of like how Detroit, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Devils were last year when I picked them. Yeah, I guess if you, if you, yeah. I'm stuck like, in no man's land. Yeah, like I think in a, in a cap world, that's the worst spot to be because like you have to rely on cheap contracts, which are usually ELC contracts and, um, if you're stuck in like the middle, you're not, you're not gaining any good cheap young players, um, but you're also not getting any playoff experience. So you're just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like teams have to go through cycles faster. Like, they gotta know when to just give up <laughs> a little quicker. I don't know. I just feel I have a feeling that they just can come out of nowhere and decide to play good at some points, just with the amount of yeah certain players that are on their top line that they got. Will Meyer. Tour could show up again. He was hurt a lot last year. Um, yeah, on the they signed Hurdle too, to a big, yeah. big deal. Got Steven the rents in uh, the Burns deal. She could be a bottom player, a bottom, uh, bottom six. Ian Macklin is a really good player. Like he's 19 years old. I'm fairly certain he's going to play. Uh, he's bull. Yeah, he might play the entire season. They might keep him up and burn a year of his ELC. Um, their defense is, in my opinion, their hardest defense and goalies, but me and Dylan were talking about earlier. Uh, or Vlasic deal. And then they have yeah. Eric Carlson. That's what I think kind of worries me about them is like they're basically like handcuffed by like they got five years left on Logan Couture at eight million. Five years left on Carlson at eleven and a half. Four years left on Vlasic at seven. Like you can't move those contracts. Hmm. And like that's a lot of money that they're kind of. I think I think we're gonna talk about my other sleeper. I think the Ducks have a better shot. Yeah, the Ducks um, are interesting because they're like such a young team. Super young. They have good goaltending. Well, I don't know. Gibson's been kind of good. I just think he's had a rough match. His last three years have been kind of meh. Yeah, they've just been really meh. He doesn't want to leave. No, he just just doesn't want to go to Toronto. (laughs) That was so funny when that came out. I do not want to play for Toronto. Why not? He's gonna, his career's going to die there. No offense. It's okay. He can go to Columbus or wherever the fuck he wants to go to. <laughs> he can go to Philadelphia if he really wants to go to Philadelphia and have his career die there, too. That's fine. I won't, I won't question that. He changed the, the money all he wants. The Ducks are in a good position because they, they don't have to do anything in terms of, like, like, if they're good and they make they somehow, like, steal a playoff spot, like, that's great. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. if they, like, shit the bed, then, like, who 
Who cares? Who cares? Like, this is the young team that <laughs> nobody's really looking at yet because yeah, they have such young no, players. There's zero pressure on this team to really do anything, but just like individually get better. Yeah, you guys talk about the whichever one you want to talk about first. Nick can go off about the Canucks, or uh, Dylan can talk about the Pacific Division champions, Oilers, in my opinion. Well, maybe before we do that, I just wanted to mention the the Golden Knights because, like, oh like yeah, kind of please. a forgotten team in the middle. Like, Golden, they have no goaltending. Yeah, they kind of got screwed with that because, like, I think if Leonard was healthy. I think they would have one of those top four spots. Um, but without him, it's like, I don't even know. Like, is Jack Eichel good? Like, he I think he'll be fine. And, like, is Mark Stone? Like, Mark Stone is a good player, but, like, it seems like he's issues. perpetually injured. Um, I can't, back I issues always lead to... Back issues always lead to a career just depreciating... Yeah, it's like one of those injuries that you can never really. And hip. Yeah, and like they don't have Nolan Patrick. He's Not done he for. Like... I don't know if he's ever actually going to play again. Yeah, That's which a is tough pretty one. unfortunate. Um, yeah, Petrangelo, really long contract. If you look at his numbers too, when he went from St. Louis to Vegas, it's like two completely different players. Oh yeah. They bought him at his highest, and now they have to deal with him at his lowest. Yeah. So, so like, I think Vegas, like, shot them, Vegas shot themselves in the leg like multiple times now. Well, then they also traded Patch already for literally nothing. Like, I know he's yeah. hurt, but like, still, you traded like a a good NHL player for literally nothing. You have to go back to actually what he got traded to Vegas for. Yeah, you got it was like Nick Suzuki and I can't remember anything other than Nick Suzuki. Oh, yeah, That's Nick Suzuki's big... the biggest one. Yeah, he's the biggest one. And then like all oh, he's the captain picks. of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, oh. I mean he needs to work on French apparently. Oh my god, don't even get me started on that shit. It's total bullshit. We live in 2022. Who fucking cares? Who cares. <laughs> Who cares? I'm I'm just gonna bring it back to Vegas. I think like, if Vegas literally had like a very average starting goalie, I think they would easily make the playoffs and be perfectly fine. But because they literally do not have that, like they have a rookie goalie in Logan Thompson, and then they have a career a career backup in Laurent Brossois, and then also like they have they have Aiden Hill, who's yeah. also a career backup, and then they also have Michael Hutchinson, who is a career yeah. backup. Fourth string. All Always the, finds a way. <laughs> like, all of like these goalies, all of these goalies are career backups, or they're unproven players. And Logan Thompson, who's a rookie, who's lined up to be the starter. Yeah, he played. I think, yeah, yeah. Logan Thompson would be the starter on day on the on opening night. But like literally, they have the numbers were good else. last year. They, when he played in, sorry, like in the twenty games or so he got into last year. He, he like his numbers seem decent. So yeah, there's a chance. Like <laughs> so, you're saying there's a chance. 
like I think their forward group is still like really good, even though like they don't have Pacioretty anymore. Like they still have like Jack Eichel, and like I know there's a, they have a lot of question marks in their team as like a whole, and obviously that's mainly goaltending. But I think their forward group is a big question mark. Cause like like Ben, you were saying, is is Jack Eichel still good at hockey? Is Mark Stone gonna be able to come back from his injury? Is William Carlson gonna be able to stay healthy? Is are, are is like Phil Kessel gonna be good on that team? I feel like he should be. I can see him having a really good year, like a like a Joe Pavelski type player, like an older guy, but still putting up decent numbers for his age, just because he's on like a really good team. I I feel like Vegas is among one of the top teams for the biggest question mark on how good they're going to be, just because like obviously goaltending, and then like are their forwards going to be able to stay healthy? Because I think that was their biggest issue last year was. No one could stay healthy on that team last year, especially their top guys, and they all missed a significant amount of time. Yeah, I uh, completely agree. I think what we just took as Vegas being very good in that first season as an expansion team, as like William Carlson and Marsh or so, are back now to their original spot, what everybody saw, every GM yeah. saw. Or they put up points. I wouldn't. I wouldn't include Riley Smith in that because I think he's been probably the best out of the three over the last two seasons. He's been the most consistent. Yeah. So for sure. I'll leave him out of it. But I think that those two need to either step it up or ship it out. Ship him out. You know, they're both making. I think Carlson's making five point nine, one point six, and then Marcia Show is probably the one guy that you could ship out. Marcia Show is easier to ship out because he's only making he's making five million for the next two seasons this year and next year. So like that's probably their most, I guess, attractive looking trade piece if you're going to trade one of those three. It's but, crazy because they've been shopping Riley Smith all year. He has been the more consistent player, and he probably would get more attention than Jonathan Marcia Show. That's the biggest question mark is goaltending, I think, still for oh, Vegas. And who knows? They could trade for a goalie, too, if they really want to. Like, if they just start the season, like, absolutely so shit, and it's clearly because of goaltending, they could easily go out and trade for somebody. I don't know who that would be or how they'd fit that in their cap, but they could. Yeah, good luck with that. It, yeah, it, I'm, I'm not saying it's it, it's easily attainable because, like, right now, they're under the cap, or they're over the cap by $11 million. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know how that's going to work out. Also have a but, brand new uh, coach in Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. And that's another question mark, too. How's he going to do in uh, oh, goodness. In Vegas going from Boston? So, I mean, Which is, also, I know we talked about it already, but, like, why the fuck did they fire Bruce Cassidy? I don't understand that. That was still a big head scratcher when I saw that pop up on my Instagram feed. I was like, holy crap, what the hell? I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe that's why Pasternak wasn't happy. Oh, he was actually happy, I think, because apparently Bruce Cassidy wasn't uh, uh, I thought he was a good, not a good coach, but apparently he liked to rustle feathers pretty. I could see that in Bruce and Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, which one would you talk about first? I was just gonna say, like, my standings are a little different but they have the Canucks, 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 Canucks. <laughs> One out of the not, four spots, they're in there. Canucks are not in my top 
two. I have them third, and I have I have Edmonton, Calgary, basically your same one and two, but I have the Canucks and Kings flip-flop. I have Canucks three what? and the Kings four. I honestly, like, okay, let's be real. That's fair. The Kings, I'm going to talk about the Kings first, because I think the Kings could be, could be really good. Like, they... They obviously got Kevin Fiala, which I think was a phenomenal grab. I think Fiala, as much of a dick as he is and as much of a douche as I think he is, he's still a really good hockey player. I just think he does things sometimes that like are, that go that cross the line a bit more than they should. Obviously, we're not going to talk about that he literally ran over Dick and Markstrom in the, in the bubble playoffs like he fucking prick. I'm still going to remember that about you. But, like, they still have... Their center depth is really freaking good. Like, they got Kopitar, they got Deneau, they got Byfield, they got Blake Lazat. Holy crap, that's a really good center depth right there. They still got Kempe, they got Fiala, they got Trevor Moore, they got Velarde. They got Bredarvidson uh, yeah, still, too. who's yeah, who's hurt right now. He's, but he's day-to-day, so he'll be fine. They're, I think their biggest question mark... It seems like everyone's biggest question mark right now is goaltending. Because like, they still have Jonathan Quick, but he's old. And Cal Pedersen, he's very streaky. Like There'll be a week where he'll win goalie of the week. And then next week, he'll put up at like a 825 save percentage. Like I, just, ah. They're a very interesting team. I feel like they could be super, super good. But it, again, depends on goaltending. And also how um, solid their defense is. They, obviously, they have Drew Doughty, who's still doing really well, which is surprising to me. They also have, like, rookie Sean Dursey coming in, who could be pretty good, like Mikey Anderson, a young guy. I, I honestly... He was last year when Doughty was out. Yeah, he, yeah, he was good. Bjornfoot, too, is good. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just don't think they're there yet. I think they're... Very close. I just don't think they have enough. They have. They don't have enough consistency on that team to actually be that. Like I guess they would be the like to push for the top spot. Is I guess what I'm saying. I don't think I. They'll probably be in the same point realm as they were last year. Like we're like that ninety to high nineties in terms of points, but I just don't think they're going to be, like, second or third in the division. I just don't think so. I think Quentin Byfield has to, like, be better. Like yeah, He was pretty... He's a young guy, of course, but, like, for a second... He was second overall pick, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't really seen anything yet. And obviously, LA is depending on that as Kopitar kind of ages out. I just had them. I had the Canucks at four, just in case, because um, I just find the Canucks to be. They're there, but they're also scrambled, just like any other Canadian team. They're just scrambling to find what fits for them, also, find what works. Doesn't fucking help that we already have like. It's just like the the Bruins, except the, the injuries aren't as bad. Like, Brock Besser's already, he's out for three to four weeks. Tyler Myers literally just got put. Yeah, on Tyler the, Myers is on the. He's out He's out for two to four. Travis Dermott's out day to day. McKay's oh, out day to day. 
I really freaking like Dermot. I think and I'm he, glad you like Dermot. I think he's pretty damn good. At least from the few games that we saw him play last year after the trade deadline, I thought he did really well last year. That's part about Dermot but is like, he can play both sides. Yeah, that, that's what I love about him. He can, you can literally put him on the right side and have him play with anybody. You can put him, put him with Hughes, put him with Ekman Larson, put him with freaking even if you want to throw him with Jack Rathbone. I don't think that would work, but if you want to, sure. But I also, like, obviously injuries to Besser and McKayev suck, but also this gives a guy like Nils Hoglander a chance to actually prove that he should be on this team because there was a big question mark as to if he was even going to make this team and if they were if they would trade him. Because he had a really, really good and surprising rookie season, and then last year he just was not as good, and then he got hurt and and couldn't stay healthy when he came back. But like this team, man, this team could be so freaking good. Like I could see a world where they push for second or first, depending on how good slash bad Edmonton and Calgary do. I just realistically, I don't think. Calgary and Edmonton aren't one or two, depend whether it's Calgary first or Edmonton first. I think those are the top two, no question about it. But I could maybe see a very slim, very very slim world where the Canucks it's are like actually like two or not one. Visible, but it's there. It's literally almost not. It's visible. like the it's like satellite train from Elon Musk. It's there, but we just it's going the wrong direction, or it's going a different direction. I think that this freaking Kuzmenko guy is going to be really freaking good. Holy shit. From what I've seen in preseason, holy crap, he's looking so good. And I really hope that he plays with PD uh, Patterson the entire year because I think those two are going to be really good together. He's also going but, into a contract year. Going into who? Kuzmenko? Patterson. Patterson. No, he's an RFA in 2024. I'm thinking of them. Okay. You're thinking of Bo, yeah. Fuck me. Why have you not re-signed him? Apparently, I've seen reports that are that like they're between Bo Horvath and management. They're like really far off on an extension. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, not again. Not we can't lose our captain. I don't care. Fuck. Like apparently, like if they were reporting that like management wants to give him like just like just barely six million. He's making five point five right now, and he wants like seven points, like seven point five. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't even give him that. I wouldn't. I I remember someone asked me like what an ideal Bo Horvat contract looked like. I would be like, like okay. seven years at like the max. I would go is like six point five. That would be my maximum. So if he's asking for seven point five, I'm like, oh man. I don't know about that one. That's that's tough. I do really like that we re-signed JT Miller. I know it's a pretty big contract, but he's Kinda, still going to... I'm pull. finally done with all the JT Miller talk about that. I'm so happy it's all done of the trading and blah, 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 blah. Me too. Oh, my I'm God. so sick and tired of being like, oh, well, New York Rangers are really interested in him because they lost Andrew Cobb. Same with and the they Washington Capitals. They're really interested. Yeah, the Washington Capitals because they didn't have Backstrom. It's like, oh, the Capitals could offer something. I'm like, no, they can't. Are you freaking kidding me? They can't offer anything that would be equal to JT Miller. Like, I think off. I'm more excited that since I'm a Leaf fan living in British Columbia, it's only done that I have to not hear about the Canucks for five seconds. I know. Right? All they do yeah, is I'm... bitch about the Leafs being in the media all the time. <laughs> but, so. like, God damn it. We literally have the opposite problems of every other team we talked about. We have the goaltending. We have Demko. 
I am so happy that I do not need to worry about goaltending as an NHL like team fan. I'm so happy I don't need to worry about goaltending. That's like that's such a blessing. I don't have to worry about that. The thing that I think is our biggest question mark is really our defense. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like our defense, oh man, especially that we don't have Myers for like the first two to four weeks. Like we get on him a lot. Yes, you especially do. Me. I showed him so much just because he does the dumbest shit. Like in the preseason game, the only preseason game that I watched was the last one against Edmonton where we won five to four. Um, he freaking was like at the hash mark. He went to do a wrist shot and then just fell on his face. And I laughed so fucking hard because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You big dumbass!" But like, he is important to this team because he was on that shutdown pairing with Ekman Larson, especially on a penalty kill. He's real. He's a really underrated penalty killer on the, on the right side. Like he's a big body. He's a long body. He just, he just isn't afraid to block shots. That's what I like about him. Like if he was like, I'm not blocking shit or I'm just going to be a big, huge, like baby in front of the net. Like, yeah, he takes stupid penalties a lot. But as long as he's, like, as long as he doesn't, like, try to be, like, uh, Marty McSorry and take someone's head off, I don't care. But, like... Does that mean Luke Shen is going to be on the second pairing? He is one of their top defensemen. I really hope that Shen and Hughes are together again, because I think that pairing last year worked out so well, because they both complement each other, like, very, very well. Like, Shen looked really, really, really good playing alongside Quinn Hughes. He didn't have to be offensive at all, which is not Luke Shen's game at all. He can be the defensive defenseman who shuts who, I don't want to say shuts down their top guys because he can't keep up with like the fast guys because he is older and he's slow. But he's just a really, really steady defenseman that that Quinn Hughes needs to play with in order to actually succeed. But like now we need to rely on guys like freaking Tucker Pullman and Kyle Burrows and I'm just like, oh man, I'm so worried about this team having another bad start and not being able to recover again because of injuries. Uh, I'm just I'm just really worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> Great response. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Like their <laughs> their defense is the biggest question mark. Um, like offensively, I agree. Like especially when Boudreau oh. came in, oh, like I'm reading here that Patterson under Bruce Boudreau had in the final 43 games, he played at a 50 goal, 97 point pace. Yeah. So kind of unlocking Elias Patterson was that's something that the Canucks have needed since, like, since his rookie year, basically. Pretty much. Like this forward when he group, popped like... off on that first year, and then it was kind of he set the expectation so high. And it seemed like and they just dropped. Meet them. Yeah. yeah, like this top, the top nine when fully healthy is so scary. Like it could be so freaking good, but like, like three of is it three or is it two? Like three of them are basically out to start the year. Like Brock Besser, Mikheyev, and then oh, I think I think it was only two. Oh, I'm an idiot. We still have Michael Furland. Holy shit, man! That's ridiculous. His brain don't work. The apparently they're trying to get rid of the contract. Like they're trying to trade it. I'm like, who the hell is gonna trade that like for that contract? You need to put in like a first round pick to take that. 
But yeah, I just like the top nine could be so good. It's just we it can't it can't stay healthy in preseason. How's it gonna stay healthy in an eighty two game season? What a freaking joke. I think I we think should it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say like um one thing I read on the athletic on their team report by the Canucks is that they said it's kind of a defining year for the core, like for Pedersen, Horvat, um Besser and whatnot. Because it's basically like, is this is this the core to build around, or are they what they are type of thing? And if if this is what it is, like if it's not going to get any better than this, like okay, then maybe we need to kind of pivot. But if these younger guys can kind of grow or continue to grow, then like there's something to build off of on this team. So whether the Canucks make the playoffs or not, I think it's a year that defines their success. Maybe two or three years from now. I honestly think with the way that the with uh the way management talks about like this team in this upcoming year, it definitely seems like the Toronto talk where if they don't make the playoffs or they don't make a deep run, then I think they're gonna they're gonna actually like blow it up because we like in previous years I was I was always worried with like Benning and their management staff just trading players away just because they felt like it or because like they didn't do something good in one game or no we're gonna fucking trade you now because i'm a baby but like with with jim rutherford and patrick alvin i feel like they're smart enough guys to be like okay we didn't make the playoffs this year and it was because of this or because of this we need to change that in order for this team to actually be not just playoff locks but a playoff contender because their window to succeed with this core is very, very short. Because, like, we have our goaltender right now until 2026. So that's the next three years, three, four years. We have, obviously, JT locked up. We have Hughes locked up. But then, after that, like, you got guys like Bo, who's up next year. You got Petey, who's going to be up in 2024. You got a couple other younger guys that are up soon and they're going to need RFA contracts. Like, I just feel like this is the same Canucks team where they were at in like 2018 or 2017, where it was like, okay, you have your core. If you don't do well, we're going to, we're going to shake it up. And we're going to blow it up. And eventually Canucks finally made the playoffs and it had actually a decent run in the playoffs in the bubble, but then next year they were absolutely shit. I don't know. I just have a really bad feeling if the Canucks don't do well this year, then I think we're going to see a big change over the offseason. Like, Bo might get traded, Brock might get traded. If I could even see Petey getting traded if if they think that they're not going to be able to resign him if he keeps on playing very well under Bruce Boudreaux. I just don't think they're gonna be able to resign him for the money that um, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Ovi want to resign that because they don't like giving out big contracts because they're old school and they're like, oh no, you're not worth fucking eleven million dollars. No way. We could buy three houses with that. Like, and, like I you can pay all of Francisco Alcalini's. Uh... Oh, oh don't even get me started on that. <laughs> they still haven't come out with the formal statement acknowledging it as a franchise. Are didn't you happen. fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, that is that is ridiculous. As soon as that whole allegation shit came out, there should have been an immediate response being like, hey, 
we as an organization are aware of this and we are going to be complying with anything and everything that all of the all of the party all of the like outside parties want from us and blah blah blah. They still haven't done anything. What the hell are they even doing? Like I I read that I'm just like oh that's just great because this was after like Besser was put on the IR and Mikhaev got hurt and Derma got hurt. I'm like oh man this is just a really really bad snowball right now. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. thank you. <laughs> thank you for your input. Um, would you like to talk about the Flames before we talk about the Oilers? Please? Yeah, we can talk about the Flames. Okay. Um, from a team from being trading or losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk in the same season, offseason. Literally two guys who just got 100 and... 16 and 120 points. Yeah, two two out of the three pieces of the best line in hockey last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And somehow they got better. They got better. <laughs> they, they, did, they didn't necessarily get better as like, a, as like an offensive unit. They just got better as like a team overall. Like they've got a top pairing defenseman in Mackenzie Weger who is going to be fantastic, especially on that contract. Holy shit. Eight years, 6.75. That's a phenomenal contract. Huberto is going to obviously replace uh, one of them, Kachuk or uh, Monaghan. Or not Monaghan. Oh, thank God he's gone too. Yeah, sorry, we forgot That's... to mention Monaghan as well. Sorry. Oh, fuck him. He. Uh, from the, oh, and from they, the they brought in Kadri too. Oh, yeah, yeah they got that's, a, that's a great signing. That's a great replacement for Monaghan. That's a good there. deal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a really good deal, actually. Um, I really think. Like the Flames, what were their standings last year? Like they were in the top of the Pacific. They had 111 points. I could easily see them being like even better than that. Like 120 points, kind of like what the like what Toronto is going to do. I just don't think. <laughs> oh man! Now I'm rethinking Calgary and Edmonton. Like one no, and I'm two. I'm not thinking about. It. I'm I'm going Edmonton because. Oh. I love Calgary's defense. To be honest, like that. There's no like on their defense. There's no like one guy. Like there's no like Hedman or Yossi on that team. But like Uyghur and Tanev looks like it could be a pretty good pairing. Hannafin and Ra- and uh, Rasmus Anderson. That's a good pairing. And then uh, Nikita Zadorov too. And Shillington. And Shillington, yeah. Like that's but he's, a... he's hurt right now. That's a good <laughs> three pairings of defense. Along with Elias Lindholm, who could be like a Selkie candidate. Oh yeah. So like team defense is is their like their biggest strong suit. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're really gonna have any issues. I look I from the few skeptical people that I've seen about the Flames, the biggest one I've seen is like their ability to score because they're such a great defensive team because they lost like their goal scorers in like Goudreau and uh, Kachuk. But they replaced them with Huberto and basically Kadri and then like they still have guys who can put the puck in the net besides those two. Like it's not like they don't have goal scorers, they do. No. Like just, I think the one hole is maybe a right winger on the. They really need like winger like, depth. Toffoli at Dubé. They need somebody I think to knock Toffoli down. Yeah. 
kind of move everybody down the line. And if if Mangiapane can have like a goal scoring streak, kind of like what he did last year to start, like he had like ten goals in like the first eleven or twelve games. If he can step up and do that at a more consistent rate, then I think they'll be fine at like in terms of like depth scoring. But yeah, I think they really need like a. I don't want to say like a star right winger, but they kind of need a star right winger to bump to fully down a second line and then Dubé down to the third and Coleman down to the fourth. Then just get even more depth and be a more complete team and more than they already are. Yeah. I have them second. So I have basically the same picks before. I have them second, but the only reason I have them there is just because there's so many new faces on that team. I wonder if. Like, Calgary got off to a really, really hot start um, to begin the season last year. So I wonder if this year there's going to be maybe um, perhaps a slower start. Not that they'll start, like, poorly or anything, but maybe it'll be a bit more, like, around 500. Like, um, like, you're, like you're talking, like, growing pains at the beginning of the year. Yeah, like, just kind of getting used to the new core. And then I think, like, by Christmas, this team's going to be clicking at, like... A hundred percent, and they're gonna be, they're gonna be a train. But I think the reason I have the Oilers at number one is because I think the Oilers coming into the season, like I think they've had a good off season. They're gonna have a full training camp and um, season under Jay Woodcroft. Um, I think they're set up well to to get off to a really really good start, and I think that could be kind of the separating factor, but. I don't know. To be honest, I could see them going like toe to toe all year between the Oilers and the Flames. Yeah, the battle, the battle of Alberta is going to be fantastic this year. It's going to be really. They only play three times this year. What? How yeah, the, the fuck do they only play three times? They literally are in the same fucking province. I guess it's because like you're, you you play every team in your division, but. It, it kind of cycles like every few years you're you're only gonna play a team in your division like three times and that's shocking. Those tickets are gonna cost so much. Oh, those tickets are gonna be stupid expensive then if they're only playing three times. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. All right, Dylan. But yeah, if we want to talk about the Oilers, like like last year was kind <laughs> of uh, they got off to a great start last year, and then they had. Every single year, it's like December, January, they, they fizzle out. And like, I remember last year, this time, like around Christmas time, we were wondering if they were even going to make the playoffs. Um, they brought in Jay Woodcroft, who, when he took over, the Oilers played at a rate of 26 wins, nine losses, three overtime losses. That translates to a pace of 120 points over the course of a whole season. So, I mean, I don't know what it'll look like, but like I think expectations are are high, especially for a team that went to the Final Four last year. You look at their roster, and they didn't make a whole lot of changes in the offseason. It's really only in net. Um, Which is quite important. Oh, yeah, for sure. They have some... They're going to get a full season of Evander Kane as well. I guess that's maybe one other addition. But yeah, the goaltending is still. There's question marks, I think, about the defense. Campbell, I will say, Campbell looked. He looked really good in preseason, from what I saw when the Canucks played the Oilers twice. 
He's got to be worried about a little bit of injuries. Yeah. His age. Mm-hmm. Again, he's not 40 years old. Yeah. No, but they have Stuart Skinner, who I think um, I have more confidence in Stu Skinner than I did in Miko Koskinen as a backup. Okay. Backup, so. I was going to say, if you say you have more confidence in Stuart Skinner than Jack Campbell, I'll be like, holy shit, dude. What the hell is your thoughts on? Stu has looked really good, though, in the preseason. Yeah, um, he did. So if they if they split the net as like a 50-30 kind of split, like. I wouldn't have an issue with that. I won't. I won't lie. Oh, yeah, and you also will get a full year of Brett Kulak as well. Yeah. I re- I don't want to say that they're like obviously they're they have a question mark in in net if Campbell can stay healthy and then when Stuart Skinner plays if he can play well. But like I would say like their next biggest problem i guess is like still kind of their defense i know like duncan keith retired and now he's part of their coaching staff or what is he like a development coach now or something yeah something like that but like teach you how to slash really hard yeah he'll teach you how to stick a guy in the face because he hit your glove um i still think their defense is their it's a little sketchy it's a bit sketchy. It's not as bad as it was last year. I will say that. But the big still... question is that third left D spot. Like I'm looking at daily faceoff, and they have Philip Broberg there. Yeah. And I think going into the off season, he was kind of penciled in as the guy to take that role. And in preseason, he hasn't looked. Not that he's looked bad, but he doesn't look like the guy who's like earned that spot. So I think it could be kind of a revolving door of him. Um, Ryan Murray, who's looked okay in the preseason, and then um, another guy they have, Marcus Niemelainen, who's like a big, bulky uh, physical defenseman. So they really just need one of those guys to kind of step up and and take that spot. Uh, Tyson Berry under Jay Woodcroft, especially in the playoffs, looked a lot better than he did under... um, What's his face? I'm forgetting his name now. He has a very grumpy looking face. He looks like one of those dogs. Under Dave Tippett, so Tippett, yeah. So hopefully. And then I think there's a lot of expectations that Bouchard is gonna like really kinda take his game to the next level this year. So Yeah, I'm I don't think Dylan Holloway. I don't know about you guys, but I don't I don't I think, think he's not as, as excited. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think you guys are gonna have literally any issues in terms of scoring. I think you guys are fine there. I really think it's about I think you guys may run into the issue of you need to score more goals than the other team. Yeah, obviously, that's problems. Yeah. Obviously, that's the entire goal of hockey: score more goals than the other team. But like, yeah, they are going to need to rely on scoring like six goals or five goals a game versus the other team's four yeah. to five. Like, yeah, I think you yeah. guys may run into that problem. But I'd argue though, when they're healthy, and if like Holloway is as good as he has looked in this preseason that this is the deepest offense in the league. Far. Yeah, you can make that case for sure. The fact that freaking like Warren Fogel and Matisse Janmark are on the fourth line, I definitely couldn't agree with that. And also they you actually waved today. They did? Yeah. So it's more of a Why? cap thing. Oh okay. So they, what they started doing last year when Jay Woodcroft took over is that they started running 11 forwards and 7 defensemen instead, so that might be a plan that they run with 
So they would have like basically the three kind of scoring lines and then whoever's left at the bottom, if it's like Derek Ryan and Warren Fogle, they would just like rotate like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge kind of through that line. Thank you for releasing Jake Rutano from his fucking PTO. I swear to God, if he even was close to making that team, if he went to his, even if he went to your AHL team, I would have been like, you guys are the stupidest organization besides the Flyers in all hockey. Oh no, Montreal, I never understood why they had any interest in that. <laughs> that Montreal. was so stupid. He, he literally, his first shift, he got a penalty. Like within the first 10 seconds, he got a penalty. I'm like, Yep, there's Jake Rutanen. There he is. Send him back to the KHL where the Russians don't care what he did over here. Or, sorry, allegedly did because it was proven that he wasn't guilty. But I think that's just because of lack of evidence, not because he didn't do it. That's the Canadian way right there. I think, dude, like, besides all the, like, legal stuff and the PR stuff, like, his last season in the NHL, he sucked. And, like, in the KHL, he he sucked. He was garbage. I don't know why... Especially when there's other players at the time available for PTOs, if you wanted to offer a PTO. That could actually I make an NHL guy. roster. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just felt like it was way out of left field to put him on a PTO. It was like way out of left field, like at another stadium. Yeah. Their left field. I was surprised how long they held on to him, too. Like, I don't yeah. know if the minimum number of games he had to play or something, but... Maybe they wanted to see all that he's got whatever all that he's got he's fucking got nothing he is horrible he was not worth the first round freaking pick that they picked him at like nice job bending you donkey thank you well we should move on to the last one yeah this one should be a bit quicker i think yeah um basically my teams are what they were last year except flip-flop the stars and preds so you think the Preds will be four and the Dallas Stars will be fifth? Mine's kind of similar. Yeah. Mine is a bit, a little bit different. It's also, not... I just want to point out with the the standings of last year, it's gonna go Stars, Coyotes, Blackhawks, or Jets, Blackhawks. Really, I think the Jets are going to be seven. I I'm going to be on the same page as Steve Dangle, where they just show up with all this three thousand seater. And management's like, no, yeah, like stop it. I think they're just trying to have something to prove. I think that the Jets are so bad. I'm glad you said that because, like, uh... I think they are so bad. That room is just cancer. The fact that they they have no captain. They stripped him. Stripped Holy crap. Well, friggin' what's his name? Paul Maurice left halfway through the season. Paul Maurice left? Uh, I don't want um, Have Who's... good goal scoring, but they really only have two. Who's their... Is their goal... Or not goalie. Fucking... Is their coach now... Uh, what's his fucking Dallas? It's Rick Bonus. Yeah, Rick Bonus. Yeah, Rick Bonus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think they're just going to be... Not good at all. I think... They're going to struggle to fight with Chicago. At the basement. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, now. There is no fucking way. Double Day that... Off is running that franchise into the ground. 
There is no way. I'm telling you right now. He's been there. There is. There's no fucking way that it's not Arizona and Chicago as the bottom two. I'm sorry, but those two teams are so dog shit. One of them, one of them is playing in an arena where their AHL team gets more fans than them. Jesus Christ! There's no fucking chance. There is no chance that Arizona is not eighth or seventh in that division. If they are, then Winnipeg should fucking go back to Atlanta. <laughs> Winnipeg should go back to Atlanta if they fucking are seventh or eighth in that division. Jesus Christ! If I swear to God, if Arizona and Chicago are not seven and eight, whatever order it is, Winnipeg, go the hell back to Atlanta. Have fun. They're already in talks uh, of making another Atlanta team. No, thank you. How about we just? How about no? <laughs> no, please, God, no. We tried it twice. <laughs> Give it up. Tried it twice. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this team sucks. This uh, Arizona team. They're, they're... <laughs> I didn't say they're good either. I just think they're going to be fighting for the bottom like these three are. Looking at Daily Faceoff, this could be outdated because it's preseason, but it has their first line center as Travis Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's out of date. That's, <laughs> that's just preseason. That's so bad. Holy shit. That's horrible. But, like, who else would it be? <laughs> like... Unless Clayton uh, Keller wants to play center. Yeah. I guess it would can't, be... I swear, can Schmaltz not play center? I swear Schmaltz, he... Yeah. I swear he played center. Hey, Schmaltz. I only know, like, half the people on that. This team <laughs> is just such a dumpster fire. They Look, we be... got Cam Deneen. We got whatever his name's... Oh, yeah. Kid. I don't know... I don't know who the... I don't know who the fuck is smoking crack with fantasy hockey, but they have Vamelka like ranked super high. Why the fuck is that guy ranked like 60th in the entire NHL for fantasy points? My when I was doing... that they only have one goalie. <laughs> Literally, they have just Vamelka. Vimelka. They only have. <laughs> well, they got who is this other guy? Um, Wait, you're Jonas Johansson. guy? Don't they have a Russian guy? I've never heard of either of these goalies before. <laughs> Welcome to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> oh, man. They have Clayton Keller's or second penalty kill unit. What the hell are they doing? Oh, man. This is, this is so they bad. They have Nick Ritchie. Oh, yeah. That guy will take your freaking head off and shove it up your ass. Why is Troy Stetcher in Arizona? Are you kidding me? You could have been in Vancouver for more money. Like that Nick Bukestad finally made it to the team he deserves to be on. Joke. I wanted to Doesn't even deserve to be on the same ice or near Sidney Crosby at any point. He's so big, like I wanted him to be good, but Okay, so I had like Nick, what are your picks? You said they were slightly different. Um, I got. I obviously have Colorado, Minnesota, one and two. Yeah. Um, I have Nashville at three, and then St. Louis, and then Dallas, and then Winnipeg, and then Chicago, and Arizona. I really think Nashville is going to be pretty good. I just think they had such a bad end to the season, and then they barely snuck in because like they won out the battle with like Vegas and Canucks. And then obviously, like Winnipeg was nine points, nine points or eight points, eight points off of the of making that spot. 
So like, but like they lost UC Saros like with like a month left in the season. What are you two laughing at? <laughs> We're Sorry. stretching. We're stretching. And you guys are fucking nuts. We said but that like, we didn't want this to be a long one, but we made it an extra long one. Well, they left their freaking like they lost their MVP of the season with like a month and a half left in the year, like, and then they didn't have him in the playoffs, and then that freaking holy shit, what was I? I always forget the guy's name. Their back, their goalie that came in, Connor Ingram. That guy was a stud for him when he when he played from the playoffs. He really put up a decent fight against Colorado, but obviously the only one that put up any fight. Yeah, literally, like they like Nashville still is a decent team, like um. They they got uh, they got Nino Niederreiter from Carolina, who I think will be pretty good. Like they they resigned uh, they resigned uh, Phil Forsberg. That that was good. Now they can get that off their shoulders, get off their backs. So they got it done. They have Roman Yossi, who's coming off a really unbelievable year. I think should have won the Norris Trophy, but that's just my <laughs> oh, opinion. Oh God, don't even get me started. <laughs> he fucked. Oh, we're not getting. Uh, no, no, stop. Oh man. I was so jaded Please, when like, you when fucking Kale McCarr won. I was so just jaded. Just go, move on. But like, uh, just looking at the other teams, like below them, like St. Louis, they lost a fair bit. Like they lost Vili Huso, who won the starting job over Jordan Bennington because he was just garbage, and he was he was also hurt last year. And now they got to rely on him again. Who knows what the hell he's gonna be if he's gonna be good at all? I think. One of their biggest pieces, David Perron, I think they're going to miss him a lot more than they think they will. I think they're going to miss him a lot. And the fact that they didn't even, they didn't, like, I don't know if they didn't offer him an extension or a, yeah, an extension or whatever, but the fact that they didn't resign him, I think they're going to, they're going to miss him a lot. And, like, who knows if Jordan Kyra can still keep up with what he was doing last year. He's getting with, paid like he's going to keep up. Like, oh, he's getting paid like he's going to be <laughs> well, fucking Connor McDavid. Jesus Christ. No, we'll talk about like, one guy that's getting paid more than Connor McDavid after this. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly see St. Louis dropping down. Uh, uh, just a, not a lot, like just one spot down. So they'll be fourth instead of third. And then I think Nashville will jump up two spots. And I think, I don't think Dallas is going to be as good as people think they are. I think. I have. I have this the the same as you, Nick. Except I have Dallas in that third spot, and Nashville That's in the fair. fifth spot. That's fair. So then you have oh yeah. So then you just flip flopped. Okay. But I, I was so you... saying to Ben before. I think you could take any of those teams from like Minnesota, Dallas, St. Louis, Nashville, maybe not Winnipeg. Maybe those five teams, and I feel like you could kind of order them kind of any which way and there really wouldn't be any consensus among like if you were to ask 100 people i feel like you could get a dozen different combinations of where people think they're going to land i think they're all going to land within a reasonable point like they'll, they'll be close in points is what i'm trying to say oh yeah like i, I think, think there's going to be a big spread between like two to five no, not at all. I think it'll be like within ten points or like fifteen points for sure. Like it was last year. Last year it was it was fifteen points. That's yeah. that was two to five. I think it. I think it would be even closer. I think it would be like ten. It would be like eight to ten, realistically. I have the stars just a bit higher. Yeah, we'll get to the Avalanche after. Yeah, I'm just going to mention the Stanley Cup champions a bit higher, just because. I, I guess I'm kind of putting the pressure on the young guys on Roberts and Hints. 
um, high school. Ottinger. Ottinger. Yeah. Ottinger got paid. They finally got Nick Roberts, or not Nick Roberts. Yeah, Nick. Jason Roberts. Jason. Jason. Yeah, they finally got his contract done and over with, which is like, Jesus. That's a little, a little that, close there. Yeah, like, they, they reminded me of Pedersen and Hughes freaking when they needed contracts. That was, that was getting real scary for a second, but they finally got that under. done. They got they got Ottinger done before training camp started, so that was good. And then, obviously, with Jason Robertson, they kept him. They, they like, literally just signed it, like, yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before or something like that? It was mm-hmm. good they got that done because that would have been hanging over their heads. I think... You wouldn't have any goal done. scoring. Yeah, they well, they'd have Joe Pavelski. Well, that's I mean, it. Goal scoring, but... I think... <sighs> And they they lost Klingberg too. Like ah, is that I really a loss? Klingberg. Because he didn't even really want to be there. He was still good offensively. Defensively, he's kind of shit. But like, still, he was he was the. Now now Heiskanen is gonna have even more pressure on him because he's got to take on the offensive load on the defensive end. Like fuck, that kid already has enough pressure because he hasn't done shit since his rookie year. It's all Kale McCarr's fault. It's all yeah, Kale's fault. Fucker. Speaking of... Fucking guy shouldn't even won the Norse last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have, yeah. Definitely shouldn't have won the... On the uh, Stanley Cup or the MVP for the playoffs either. That's stupid. No sense. I don't really have many notes on the Avalanche. Like, they lost... I just Adam know that they're just gonna... Hockey, but I think they're still a good team. Still really good. They lost Kemper. They, got they lost Georgia. Kadri. Yeah, they got Georgiev. Or Georgiev. I can never say that guy's name. I thought um, it was Gorgiev. I don't know what, what it is. Holy. I think I'm going to have Landis Cog to start the year as well. Nope. I definitely think on the, in, in terms of like their forward depth, I think they definitely got worse. Because like obviously they lost Kadri, and then they replaced him with fucking Evan Rodriguez. Like, yikes. That's kind of, that's kind of a yikers. They lost another forward. I can't remember who was their other forward that they lost. Andre Burkowski. Burkowski, yeah. So like, their depth is now not as great as it was last year in terms of in terms of like their forward depth, but like their defense is still unbelievably good. Like obviously they got Devin Taves and Kevin Carr's that are one and two. That's a great pairing. They would probably their next pairing would probably be like Bowen Byram and Josh Manson probably. And then their third pairing would be Simon Gerard and Eric Johnson. Still a pretty decent third pairing, considering what other third pairing defensive pairings look like. Jesus Christ. Their biggest question mark, I think, though, goaltending, 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 for sure. They got a, they they got Gorgiev, who is up to this point a career backup behind Shesterk, and then, and then they still have Pavel Francouz as their backup, but like, is this a really, really low-end 1A, 1B, or is Gorgiev actually going to step up and be the actual starting goalie that people thought he could be when he was with the Rangers before Shostarkin was a beast? I guess we'll find out. They won the cup or... last year with good enough goaltending. So, like... Pavel Francouz came in in the, sec- in the Oilers series, and... He played, he played all right. He played pretty good. So He played good enough for them to win. Like, yeah. yeah. They the didn't point. need... A... One interesting thing about them is I don't know how often they'll run it, but their second power play unit, they have three defensemen on it. I've never noticed that. 
Yeah, Bowen Byram, Devontae, and Sammy Gerard. Those are very good puck-moving defensemen. Yeah, but that's also not accounting for Landis Cog being on the first power play unit because he's he's hurt right now. Yeah, I guess. Like like Nachushkin or Lekkinen would probably drop down to the second. Nachushkin would power definitely play. do it because he would just stand in front of the net because he's a monster. So. <laughs> You sign him for what seven years? Yeah, seven or six, something like that. So eight. eight. Oh god, eight. Eight. Fucking hell. But like most teams, you see running like one defenseman now on the power play, maybe even none. And Colorado's so deep with offensive defensemen that they're running. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. No, we're fine. We'll run three. Nope, we're not stupid. You're stupid. We're gonna score on you now. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up our season preview for 2022-23. Who do you? All right, I'll I'll ask one more thing. Who do you guys think is going to win the President's Trophy? Well, hmm. I already I told you I think Carolina's going to do it, and then they're gonna they're gonna shit the bed in the playoffs like every other President's Trophy winning team. Hmm. I think. I think the Oilers or Flames could do it. To be honest, I can definitely see that. That's what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. Actually, I'm gonna go with the Flames. The Flames. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Flames. Did you not pick Edmonton over them? Yeah, yeah, but I just feel like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picking the Flames just in case I'm wrong, <laughs> which most likely I am. <laughs> so You're gonna be go wrong either way. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna take Colorado just because. I was I gonna take they, Colorado first. Your division is. They've got an easy division, I think. I'm gonna go Leafs. Rack up. They have three of like some of the worst teams in all of the NHL. Let's be real. Yeah, so there's some easy wins against Chicago and Arizona. So. Yeah, and then like Winnipeg, if they're as bad as Ben thinks that they are. <laughs> I think Winnipeg fans would say they're as bad as I think they are. Ask your brother. Ask him. I will ask, ask my him. brother. <laughs> He's like, all they got is Logan Stanley and Kyle Connor. They got Cole Perfetti. Yeah, yeah they Cole Perfetti. Jesus you got Christ. two guys that don't want to be there, and then you got... Like Ehlers? Hel- yeah. yeah. Ehlers and uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Kyle Connor. Yeah. They got Connor Hellebuck. They, they got to move on from uh, Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley. They need to know. trade one of those two or well, both of them. I feel both. like... I, uh, you up here like do a ball? Like what the fuck are you talking about? This team's bad. That that room though is just so toxic. Oh yeah, no shit. I, I just think it's just a bad situation, and it could just explode at any point. And then we'll it hear some actual will. stuff out of there. I don't know. I just I just love the Blake Wheeler's interview when he was asked about like. Oh, do you? Is this gonna change your game now? Because now you're not the captain. He's just, he's just like, no, I don't really need that. Uh, I'm just gonna go out and play my game. Like, the most still getting paid, tone. right? No, he's still getting paid. Like, who gives a go. shit? That's fine. An a or it's good C enough on to do it now. Company. Jesus. Just the way the world works now. Is, am I still getting paid? Okay, yep, I'm good. Like the one, the one thing that will absolutely screw the Jets over is like their lack of depth. They do not have depth at all. They have Sam Gagne on that team. That just goes to show how desperate they are. I love Sam Gagne. 
Yeah, when when he was with the Oilers, holy shit, he was, yeah, he was awesome. phenomenal. He was a phenomenal talent. Now he's now he's just old, and he's just looking for any team that'll take him. So he went to fucking Winnipeg. Yeah. I think that'll wrap it up for this one. We're back. We'll be back every other week. Yeah. Um, It'll definitely be more frequent now that we're yeah, we'll be definitely more frequent. Games. Holy crap! I think. I think we should probably post our our Facebook page so that it gets it out there and then people can maybe compare theirs. And yeah. And then we can look back. Idea. We, we can, can also look back. look back instead of us going, oh, we're scrambling to look and find our picks. <laughs> or we can just be like, oh, yeah, I think I think I, think I did that one. <laughs> I think I picked that Canucks to be number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, awesome. Well, we'll catch you guys in another one. And uh, I'm just as excited for the new hockey season as I assume these three guys or two other guys are. It's about fucking time. Yeah. I'm sick of watching long, baseball. It's been a long summer. It was nice to kind of get away from the hockey for a bit. We'll catch you in another one. <laughs> <laughs>